0: Welcome to episode 83 of Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys from three different generations with red hot takes on sports and pop culture. I'm the elder statesman Ted Fatale of Sportsnet Michigan and WJSZ Radio, middleman and social media master is Matt Burns of ESPN in Charlotte, North Carolina, and the youngster of the podcast is Jared Fattell of Grand Valley State University and Fox 17 in Grand Rapids. Our Three Point Podcast partners include Advanced Elevator, Sheridan Realty and Auction Company, Rivals House and Grill, The Corona Connection, Card Service Michiana and ProMec Engineering Services. Also, big thank you goes out to our website network teammate Sports Radio Detroit and our radio home, Z925 the Castle. We're gonna get it rolling right after these important messages. All right, guys. Let's get caught up a little bit. I know Jared's uh, moving back to college. I had a big old folk uh, concert last weekend. <laughs> we don't know what Matt was up to, but uh, I'll start it off, guys. You know, we promoted the heck out of it. Uh, you know, we had Mark Farner on our podcast, which, by the way, got some great response, and I know a lot of people enjoyed it. Just a cool dude. But you know, they had the big show in Duran this last Saturday night, and I got to tell you guys, it was it was really well done. Uh, When Farner came out with his band, they were all top notch professionals. And, you know, the warm up act, I guess you would call it, the uh, veterans of rock and roll from Durand, they they really had some talent in that group. They played for about two hours before uh, Farner hit the stage, but a good crowd and, uh, you know, a, a one day liquor license. So they were serving up the brewskis to all us old farts. It was just a great, great night.
2: Did they have like stadium? Was it stadium priced like beers and stuff? Like, were you paying eight dollars at this, or was?
0: it yeah get this you know, like 16, $2 beers? sixteen ounce Bud or Bud Lights or some other premium beers, sixteen ounces, five bucks. Not bad. That's not bad at all. And then they had the full concession stand. You know, the, I think the sports boosters probably took home some of the money for that. They had burgers off the grill. Uh, they had a, they had a really nice setup, and I will say this. You know, you never know how a 72-year-old or however old Farner is right now. You never know, never know how they're gonna sound and how it's gonna be presented. But I gotta tell you, he still has it, and he's. I, we were talking. I went with my uh, brother-in-law Joe, the basketball color guy here on the castle. But uh, we were talking about Farner, and I said, "Man, he's a triple threat. You know, he he still plays the guitar. He, he plays the guitar really good. I mean, he is an outstanding player. Plays the keyboards." and also plays harmonica, and uh, he, he rocked it up. They had a heck of a band. They went through almost all their hits. You know, I would say if I had maybe two complaints, and they're really, really minor, I think they could have played a little bit longer. They played an hour and 15 minutes, uh, 13 songs. So wow, that, that, is, that is nothing. But, you know, you got to realize when, when they're rockers, though, they do play extended versions, you know, so they're not three, oh, four-minute ditties. And, uh, and the other thing is, I've, I, I, don't, I can't think I've ever been to a concert where they didn't have a true encore. You know, where the band plays maybe a, a big song, the lights go out, they go behind the stage, they towel off, they might put on a different outfit or something, you know, the crowd's going, encore, encore, you know. They got nowadays with the uh, cell phone lights instead of uh, matches in our day. <laughs> but, you know, they didn't have a true encore. They played uh, some kind of wonderful the last song of the set, and then they finished that up with "Inside Looking Out," and then they they finally came out and said, "Hey, they did a little little uh little tribute to the veterans," and then they played "I'm Your Captain," closer to home, and that was the final song. But they didn't have a true encore. What do you think of that?
3: Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, but if they covered all the songs that they wanted to play, I guess. But yeah, usually that's like one of the cooler parts of a concert is when they come out for an encore. But it is good to hear that he can still like rock out pretty well because. You know, you go to see some of these guys that are a little older, some of these bands, and, you know, sometimes it's a little disappointing if they, they're not as good or as they used to be, so that's good to hear. But I, I was going to ask you, so it was on the football field, right?
0: Yep, yep.
3: So did they have – so, like, were you guys sitting in the, the grandstands? Like, did they have a, a stage, or were you, was it just, like – Standing room only on the football field. No,
0: I mean it was it was really cool the way that set up, and I I think you know I saw some comments on Twitter, and I I get it. I mean I'm not going to complain much because I had comp tickets, you know, through the radio station. But what they did is they had this they had a real I mean it was a professional stage set up, basically right in front of the visiting bleachers in Duran. You can envision that, right? Yep. So basically the stage was set up just on the football field side of the track, and then they had an open area in front where everybody that came brought their lawn chairs and sat down in front of the stage. And then they had a VIP area, which was a big, like, circus. They had, like, three three or four circus-type of tents that had, a, had tables lined up with chairs, you know, where people could sit in the shade. Those were the VIP seats, and I'll tell you, they – they knew what they were doing over there. You know, the, the $70 tickets included a meet-and-greet with Farner, right? And you also got a, a photo of your friends that were with you. Well, they had that thing so well organized. When we got there about uh, 6 o'clock, they had lined up all these groups. And then, you know, Farner's wife, who's also his manager, kind of brought him to each group, stopped, said hello real quick, like, snapped a picture, moved to the next group, snapped a picture, moved to the next group. I mean, they had it down. They knew what they were doing.
2: I have a, I have a couple questions. Sure. So- On a scale of 1 to 10, how canned would you say you were? And my second question, what was, like, your setup? Did you just show up and then go right to the concert? Did you have, like, a tailgate? Did you buy any burgers? And if so, what was your rating on the burgers as well?
0: (laughs) Yeah, my wife had a burger. I did not have a burger. Uh, The first question you had, uh, by the time Farner hit the stage, I was pretty well lit. I mean, I (laughs) I was in the mood, okay? I was having some fun, if you know what I'm talking about. And, uh... I was ready to enjoy some music, so that was great. What other question did you have there? I lost track. Well, for one,
2: you didn't even answer the first one. I said, rate it on a scale of one to
0: ten. Oh, the concert itself?
2: No, your how can you were?
0: Oh, okay, on one to ten. Well, <laughs> I didn't have I did not have a headache the next day, but I did do the preemptive three aspirin before going to sleep. Um, on a one to ten, probably a solid seven. I didn't. <laughs> let's put it this way, I did I did the proper thing. And had my wife drive home. How's that? There
2: you go. That's and then my, my second question was, like, when you got to the concert, did you tailgate it? Did you yes. like sit in the car until the concert started?
0: What was the... No, we got there a little early, and it's kind of funny you bring it up. We didn't do a lot of tailgating because it was very confusing to park. In fact, my sister Jenny, we pulled into, you know where the bowling alley is in Duran, and you hear We're losing people that aren't local. But we pulled in by the bowling alley, and they had, they had the driveway going to the high school... Roped off. You couldn't go park in the parking lot by the high school or the football stadium. So we drove around to the front entrance of the school. That was roped off. We drove around on the far side where the elementary school is. That was roped up. Jenny kept saying, Ted, I'll pay. And I said, Jenny, they are, you can't get in there. So, so, so we drove the circuit all the way around. And then finally, we just pulled in the bowling alley. They wanted 5 bucks to park. We said, OK, we'll park right there. But it was very confusing how they had that set up.
3: Overall though, like a pretty cool you know for what this is this is the third year that they've done it, I think, um you know for kind of a small high school kind of production or whatever, a
0: pretty cool event oh, I think it was outstanding in fact, I think well, it's probably the biggest attended event they've had, and I know their ticket prices were double of what they have been in the past, which I can see why I'm sure they had to pay Mark Farner and the band a, a fair share of money, but you know this was. For a concert-going experience, for just going for an outdoor concert, hanging out, sitting in a lawn chair, you know, just easy access to the bar, it was it was tremendous, and the night was perfect. You know, weather was great, and guys, I think they they took your advice on what to do to get the crowd into it right away. I mean, they they just cranked out four hits right away, just got the crowd going right into it. The the fourth one was we're an American band, so that's where they slid that one into the playlist. Did
2: people, like, actually know the lyrics to the songs or not really?
0: Well, yeah, they did, and I, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this one, but I, I also mentioned to uh, my wife and Joe and Jenny, I said, you know, guys, this crowd's a little bit elder. I mean, we are we fit right in with this group, but we're on the lower <laughs> side of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you were, you were the young guys. We were kind you of were the prime. young ones there. There were some young kids there enjoying it, too, that came with their parents and grandparents, but... uh yeah, yeah, it was it was now, a great time.
2: Without a printed like uh, set list, were you kind of having many panic attacks in between each
0: song? <laughs> no, it was it was kind of nice. You know, we, I did the whole Queen thing with the set list this time. When they brought out the songs, it was all a complete surprise. So I enjoyed it just as much, maybe even better, Jared. I'll give you I was, uh, was going to
3: say. So did you enjoy it more, not knowing what songs were coming?
0: It, it doesn't really matter that much to me, but I did enjoy it. It was you know, like I said, they played all the songs. Uh, I guess the only two really that I was looking forward to—they didn't play—they didn't play "Heartbreaker" and "Mean Mistreater. Those are both two of my favorites. But yeah, I mean, you can't play the whole library either. So I—I I will not give it a real criticism. I thought Farner was great, and like I said, I thought the warm-up band—I guess it's not even fair to call them that. These guys are local musicians from Duran. They—they were tremendous. And Pat Carmody—he's a local guitar legend. He can really rip it up on the guitar. And they—they brought out a young twelve-year-old. Josh Cooney out of Swartz Creek, he played a couple tunes with them, including Metallica. Oh, it was awesome. It was really, really good. So big thumbs was, was up. There, was there any mention,
2: like a, like kind of like how Adam Lambert with Queen will say, like there's only one Freddie Mercury, was there any mention by uh, <laughs> Farner to the rest of the Grand Funk Railroad that, you know, wish these guys were playing with me? Or nope. what, is it
0: nothing at all? No, there was no acknowledgment there. Not at all.
3: Did, uh, I was going to ask, speaking of acknowledgement, did you get to, so you talked about the meet and greet, did you get to bump
0: into him? I did. In fact, I, I, it was probably frowned upon, but I saw they were getting ready to pose him for some meet and greet stuff, and I just barged right up to him and said, hey, Mark, Ted Fattel, 3-Point Podcast, we just talked this week. She gave me a handshake, and I moved on from there.
3: Uh, I was being asked, so that was kind of it. He didn't say, like, he didn't mention the podcast, didn't say he had fun or nothing no, like
0: No, here's that. exactly what he said. Right on, brother.
3: <laughs> so in other words so, he had no
0: idea no he had no clue
3: <laughs> he's probably just worried about getting through with that all those vip people or whatever you know
0: well i did notice he didn't he, I, I said he give me a handshake he didn't really give me a handshake he gave me a fist bump so i think he was protecting his hand play that guitar
2: yeah well that, that's cool though
0: that makes sense any other questions so you, boys? wait
2: can you just give us like the play-by-play so when you met him yeah did you walk out with your hand like extended to shake his hand and then he went with the fist bump, and then you had to fist bump him.
0: That or was, a, was it, that, nope. That was a, went both went for the fist bump. No, no, that was exactly it. I put the hand out, and he went with the fist bump. So I closed the fist and bumped his fist. How did you feel walking away
2: from that interaction? Was it kind of like you felt like an idiot?
0: uh, uh not really like an idiot. But I thought, well, oh, I guess he didn't want to shake my hand. But then I realized, you know, I, that's, <laughs> that's the hand he wants. To, he's playing guitar with, so I get it. Never, never know what kind of cooties a guy has either, right?
3: And sometimes, sometimes the fist bump, you know, it's just easier. It's just a little, oh, yeah. a little fist bump, you move on.
0: I had no problem with it. But yeah. all, all in all, great show, boys. Good deal. How about your weekend, Jared? I know you're moving in, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, so I'm actually, there, people are probably wondering, I'm on the phone because I'm actually moved in. Now, as for actually, like, organizing my things, I, I to be honest, I've been here for about two hours. And there's a few things that when you know you're back to college. So first off, I had to stop at Meijer on the way here and get some groceries to last me a couple of weeks. 132 bucks. Ouch. Which is 132 bucks that you do not have to spend when you are at home. Second, <laughs> and this is the big news of the of the move-in. I decided to make a change this year. And for the last two hours, I've been assembling my bed into a loft with my desk underneath, the dresser behind me, also setting up the backside of the bed. And I tell you what, guys. It's a G-A-M-E game changer. I have, like, my own little lair in this uh, <laughs> dorm room, and there's so much more room that I didn't have last year that I'm just excited to start this school year off right, just a new and organized outlook. I'm feeling
0: good. Now, l- now let me ask you a question. Is this, uh, is this a Jared Fattel uh, handmade loft, or is this an Ikea thing? Fill me in on, on the loft part.
2: So I walked in, and at this dorm, they have, you can turn it into a loft. But I'm not going to lie, I felt kind of dumb. It took me about 45 minutes to figure out how to set this thing up. <laughs> Basically, all you had to do was slide your desk under on one side and slide the dresser on the other. Nothing, no nails had to go in, no screws. Wow. But that, I thought that was too simple. So, But little do I know, I went around, asked a couple of people, and that's all it took. So, no, it was, it was in the dorm room before I got here.
0: Oh, that's outstanding. They've come a long way then.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, most places now, they, they give you those options.
3: So all that stuff was provided for you so that you, you can assemble it how you want. All, all I could think of when you were saying that, Jared, was the scene in Step Brothers <laughs> where, you know, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are trying to convince their parents to let them do bunk beds, so much more room for activities. Um, I mean, you, were, you were pretty excited about the, all the room you have in your, your dorm room now.
2: It's, that's a spot-on comparison. I, that did cross my mind once or twice when I was making this. Uh, but it's, it's better craftsmanship than they used. And the one problem I do have so far, um, Wi-Fi has completely collapsed on the campus. No Wi-Fi. Whoa. And as somebody who is, you know, Ted, you'll probably appreciate this. Somebody that's glued to my technology. Right. I do not. I've been twiddling my thumbs. The mm. last, like, 30 minutes with nothing to do. My All my notes for this podcast have been erased. My computer does not have Wi-Fi. can cannot get on drive
0: to use it. And now I'm just basically going off the dome. Hey, so, sometimes that's better. It is.
3: It is a little bit better. But that's just you know, explained. you could go old school and today. just go take a nice stroll around campus, enjoy the weather, take a nice little walk, right?
0: I think you should yep, do some you, push-ups. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's a that, that's old oh, that's thanks for reminding me. That's another note I had. Today <laughs> is the official restart number four of my diet, and this time it's for real. <laughs> when the Meyer got all the, that's why you saw the. the that's Ted. You probably know this. When you get a lot of uh, healthy foods, the price tends to go up a little bit. Got a lot of vegetables, chicken, yes, sa- salmon, tuna, whole the whole nine yards to restart this diet the right way.
0: So if you're in a dorm, uh, then you do you have your own fridge and hot plate, or you don't eat in the cafeteria? How's that work?
2: Uh, what the hell's a hot plate? <laughs> it's
0: that's like the, a mini I was stove. Say,
2: that's a throwback, right there.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so just a stove, All right. So okay, uh, yeah, we have our yeah, we, we have a fridge, a uh, stove. Um, Got to go downstairs. I'm on the third floor this year, uh, which is like, it's like pretty awesome. I actually like it this way. Um, but you have to go all the way down to the first floor to use the microwave. Or you could bring your own microwave, but we do not have one currently.
0: But you do have a stove in your dorm dorm area? Oh, yeah. Oh, so it's really kind of a glorified, kind of in between dorm room and apartment then, right?
2: Yeah, it's like, it's a four bedroom, two, two, ba- two bathroom uh, with like a little living area and a kitchen. Uh, it's, it's like, it's all right, but it's on campus and it's technically like in the dorms, I guess. Does
0: Grand Valley have any big uh, football games? Uh, I might want to come up and visit my young nephew. Uh,
2: definitely the Ferris game. Okay. I don't believe that's until late October, though. And that's that, it? It, that is an all-time game.
0: And that's at Grand Valley?
2: That's at Grand Valley. And, oh, wait, nope, it is at Ferris this year.
0: Oh, shoot.
2: Yeah, you got to go to a one, and I'm more of a Ferris fan than I am a Grand Valley fan okay. because obviously all the, all the ties we have to Ferris, but there is nothing like a Grand Valley night game. It, on the D two level, it's got to be the coolest stadium there is. It's awesome. Yeah,
0: and uh, also you work in part time up there. Have you got your assignment yet?
2: No, nope, I haven't. Uh, I think I'm going to report this week. One more thing, I do. I will say a positive about college. And well, first off, do you guys know what Tinder is?
0: Yes, I'm aware of it.
2: Okay, so when you're at home using Tinder, you're you're barely getting any matches. You know, there's right. not that many people in our hometown of Corona. There's not that many. Uh, Not like I'm, like, some, like, super hunk or something, but there's not that many good-looking girls. When you get up here to Grand Valley, oh, man, Tinder on my phone right now is popping with matches. Now, has anything happened with those? No. Will anything happen with those matches? Probably not. But it sounds cool, and it looks cool on my phone, and I appreciate the, the like, happiness – well, I think the happiness, the jolt of happiness I get when I see that match pop up on Tinder.
0: It's got to so, be a little bit of an ego boost, doesn't it?
2: Exactly. There you are. That's the perfect well, way to describe unless,
3: it. Unless, you know, unless it's the girls that are just swiping right on everything, right?
0: Do girls do that? That's
3: what I do,
2: um,
0: as yeah, a man. Well, I can see I guys doing that.
2: <laughs> I don't know. That's I and kind of like you guys a little peep into my brain. Every time I match with a girl that's like really good looking, I go, "Oh, she must have just swiped right on everybody." <laughs> Probably right. It's probably that's probably what she did. So I don't think that, I think that's smart on my
3: part. I was gonna say, Ted, you should definitely. Uh, I, I take it you haven't been up to Allendale for a football game yet.
0: Not not in quite a number of years.
3: Not in a while. Yeah, I, I just I pulled up their schedule real quick. They do play uh, Saginaw Valley State at home. You know that's kind of a rivalry. So
0: well, that's Ryan Brady coming there too.
3: Yep, and that that is a night game. So yeah, what that'll be his first time back at Grand Valley as head coach.
0: Yeah, and when SBSU. What's the date on that again?
3: That is October
0: 12th. All right, I'll keep an eye on that and see if it works out in the schedule.
3: You know, when I was at Grand Valley, it was when they won two national championships when I was at Grand Valley. So they were kind of, I mean, they they were the D2 powerhouse when I was there. And it was was kind of like uh, the reputation or whatever of going to a game at Grand Valley at night. People only stayed until halftime because they were always up in 30, 40 points at halftime. Right. So like the stadium emptied out. So I honestly, in my, five, I was there for five years, a couple more years than Jared's gonna be there. But I was there <laughs> for five years. I went to like two or three games just because I was always going to East Lansing or Ann Arbor or other stuff going on. But um, the games I did go to, and I know they've they've improved that stadium like crazy. Um yeah, it's a great experience, especially like Jared said, for, for you know, D2 football. It's high-level D2 football. and it, But, Jared, I was going to ask, is it still free for students? It
2: is, yep. You just got to gotta go to the – it's called, like, the clock tower. I don't know if it was here when you were there. And, and they'll give out free tickets. Like, I think it's every Thursday is when you got to go. Yeah. And then you'll get a free ticket, so.
0: Yeah, when I went to CMU, you got in free just with your student ID. You just showed that at the gate.
3: Yeah, I doubt that's true anymore.
0: <laughs> right. Do they even have student IDs anymore? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, do. All right.
2: Yeah, I gave mine a good look, and I was like, man, that was about that was about 15 to 20 pounds ago when I was looking at it today. Haven't looked at it in a in a, about four or five months.
0: I bet you used that for your Tinder picture, too, right?
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't really updated the social media profiles. <laughs> I still, I still have
3: my, much. Uh, my Grand Valley student ID from freshman year. I had the same one every year I was there. Ted, do you still have your... You
0: know, I think I do somewhere in the recesses of some storage boxes, but I haven't seen it in a few years.
3: I feel like I'd want to see that picture if you do have it.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll see. Yeah. If, I'll see if I can dig it out, Mister uh, Social Media Man. I can. I know right where that's going. <laughs> did
2: you pass any classes when you were at Central? Yeah, I,
0: I passed two of them. Believe it or not, <laughs> two out of I did. Oh, well, yeah, two out of two years. That's pretty good. Two, wait, what? <laughs> two in two years? Yeah. Seriously? <laughs> I'm joking around. i was gonna
3: say you graduated, right?
0: No, I did not graduate. I uh, I ran out of money and decided to join the working force.
3: And it obviously worked out.
0: Yeah, it worked out all right. But I, it was a long time, big regret that I didn't finish it up. But you know, I did things the hard way, and that's it. it it's all worked out for the best. So I. How can't much control. money did
2: you go to school with, and how long was it before you ran
0: out? Well, I made it two years, but I was struggling in that second year, you know, and. It was, you know, it just was a different time, Jared. I mean, I think about this. My mom and dad, uh, God bless them. But I remember one time, you know, taking me over to St. John's so I could thumb it to, to CMU there at Mount Pleasant. So they drive me to St. John's, but I had to hitchhike the rest of the way. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but I won't diss them too bad, because I remember I had a crappy car that broke down one time on a Sunday night going back up to school. Broke down uh, at 57 and 27, and good old dad came and, and took us up to school from there. So, ah, the good old days, boys.
3: Hitchhiking.
0: Oh, I used to hitchhike all the time back in the 70s. It was It's unbelievable. You would never even think about that nowadays, would you? Oh, uh, no. That was I crazy. don't think I've ever seen a hitchhiker, period. You don't see him much. You know, usually you see the uh, the beggars that are at the intersections off the uh, yeah. off the ramps, right? Yeah. They've kind of take hitchhikers' place, and that's a scam in itself. Well, anyway, hey Matt, did you <laughs> did you do anything this weekend of note?
3: No, nah, it was kind of a, a low-key weekend. We just kind of hung out, went to the pool, and did all that kind of stuff. So, we're just I I have uh, some high school football this week. Some we're on ESPN. We're putting some high school football on, and oh. college football's right there. So. Kind of, everyone's gearing up for football season to be back for like the crazy time to start. So,
0: are you broadcasting so, yeah. any Goshen Little League football? Because I understand they've started. That was a, <laughs> that was an inside joke, right, Jared? Yeah. Well, Matt, if
2: you remember, our our family. Um Reunion got canceled because our my like I think they're, are they fifth graders?
0: I think so, fifth or sixth. Oh, right. are they,
2: they, they, had practice, had, they? had football practice right? They had football, they had football practice. Yeah.
0: The first week, the first day of July,
2: of August. <laughs> Mind you, I don't think high school started until two weeks later here in
0: Michigan. <laughs> so you don't have that. You're not covering the Goshen Redskins then, right?
3: not covering any
0: fifth grade football. No no kicks football for uh, ESPN. <laughs> All right. All right. But we there are going to... That might be a Williamsport. <laughs> that's right. We'll talk some Williamsport. We'll talk some college and pro football here in a moment. But I just want to remind you that uh, we are partnered up with Advanced Elevator Company. They feature top expert field technicians for installation, troubleshooting, and repair of elevators, an area business leader and longtime supporter of the Corona Public Schools, and a proud partner of Three Point Podcast. And... The CoronaConnection.com. They know it's great to be gold. Keep up to date on all that is Corona at CoronaConnection.com. And speaking of Corona, all parents want to do what's best for their child, right? Well, look no further than the Corona Public Schools, where nearly 40% of the entire student population are school of choice students. Rated the top high school in Shiawassee County by U.S. News and World Report. Young or old, it's great to be gold. And we're all gold at heart, but we are all also big football fans. I know you wanted to get into a little bit of football talk here. Where, where do we want to start?
3: Well, uh today the you know the big news in college football was the uh the preseason the official preseason AP top 25 poll came out. So, I don't know how you guys feel about these polls, you know, it's always you know during the off season you got to have something to talk about. Well, grand scheme of things, these polls mean absolutely nothing. But you know, it's always cool to see Where the AP ranks your teams? Michigan's at number seven. Michigan State's at number eighteen. Do you guys like? What do you think about these polls? Do you you even care? You know, do you look at them and then move right on?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't pay that much attention to them. I like to see where Michigan and Michigan State are at. I, you know, seeing Ohio State ahead of the Wolverines. Okay, that's cool. We got something to shoot for now, right?
2: Yep. Are you saying that Ohio State should be below them? No, I'm just,
0: uh, you know, there there are some question marks without Urban Meyer there. I know everything that I've been reading about Michigan, I mean, I don't want to jinx them at all, but sounds like they're pretty loaded and uh, should be pretty good this year, don't you think? You're falling for that. I am falling for yeah, it. It's not I'm, like falling sure for the were, Lions.
2: They've always had talent. Yeah. It's just they never know how to win the big game. It, oh, they lose how many times they lost to ohio state in a row
0: well this is Harbaugh's fifth year i'm expecting yeah. them i'm expecting them to have a great season what
3: we yeah, have really they, talked they, about uh, this what everything are... is like set up for them to have a great season and I, I was talking to a buddy at work the other day and and he's he was asking me like so what if, if ohio, or if michigan loses to ohio state again you know with ohio state coming in with a brand new head coach who has like no no head coaching experience you know they've they've lost some guys the game is at Michigan. If Harbaugh loses this game again, does that put him on the hot seat? And, you know, I've always been thinking, you know, he turned around Michigan's program. He definitely has. They, they have a ton of talent. He's won a ton of games. Hasn't beat Ohio State, though. And I'm just like, man, I wouldn't want to say that he would be on the hot seat, but you can't. If Ryan Day comes in as Ohio State's new head coach, who's supposed to be, you know, the taking over for Urban Meyer and just keeps it right on rolling, beating Michigan – that is not
0: a good look, is it? No, it's not a good look, and I, I I just got depressed thinking about the possibility that that could happen. You know, what if that's coming down to the final game of the season, Michigan's undefeated, and then lose to Ohio State? Ah, that would hurt. But I would Harbaugh be on the hot seat? I think I think what matters in the other games also will be a factor. I mean, he's got Michigan State at home. He's got Ohio State at home. They have Notre Dame at home. Everything sets up really nicely you know, to run the table, possibly. Now, now, if they did that, would it be a big surprise if, let's say, they lose to Nebraska in the Big Ten championship game? I could see that happening. You never know. They don't play Nebraska during the regular season this year, do they?
2: So two different things. One, to Matt's original thing about a potential hot seat for Jim Harbaugh. I hate the whole hot seat for Jim Harbaugh discussion. Like, as long as he's going, winning at least like eight games every year, I don't think that there's a hot seat for him. And secondly, like to kind of go with that, like Dabo Sweeney, he didn't win a title until what his like eighth or ninth year at Clemson. So it's like he kind of had the same sort of thing, where it was the same sort of slow start that Jim Harbaugh's kind of had. But I guess we never really talked about it. What are the expectations like for this year? What would be a good year in your book? For me, I, I would be fine if they beat Ohio State, beat Michigan State, and if like a loss to Notre Dame or like Ted maybe pointed out like a loss to Nebraska in the Big Ten championship. If they don't make the College Football Playoff this year, but they beat Ohio State and Michigan State and maybe win the Big Ten, I think that's a that's a good season. I'm fine with that season.
0: I hate to I, think, I hate to say they, it, I kind of agree.
2: Yeah, I, I think at minimum they have to they
3: have to be in Indianapolis playing for the Big Ten championship. I mean, like at minimum, because I mean Ohio State they're, they're still going to be good. You know, we, you don't know how Ryan Day's going to be as a head coach, but you know I think Michigan State's going to be fine. Penn State's going to be like they still have a tough schedule, but. Harbaugh, like you said, Ted, like they've got. This is his fifth year. He's he's got a lot coming back. Shea Patterson's coming back. Their defense is still going to be good. If this isn't the year, you know, I feel like we've been saying it a couple times. But if this isn't the year that Michigan is at least in Indianapolis playing for the Big Ten Championship, I don't know when they're going to do it.
0: Right, you know, and I I also uh, I just think that with everything they got going on, they've got uh, the quarterback back. I had a guy say to me. Why? What's going to happen if Patterson goes down? I said, well, I don't think they're going to be missing too much if that does happen. From everything I'm hearing about McCaffrey, he's putting pressure on.
3: Yeah, he's putting pressure on. And even like, if you want to call him the third stringer, Joe Milton, right. You know, has a ton of talent too. So, you know, I I just hope that it's. I hope Harbaugh has like a and Josh Gaddis, the offensive coordinator. They have like a good grasp on it. I guess is what you want to say. Like that, if Patterson, you know throws one interception or kind of has a bad drive where he has a couple bad throws, it doesn't get like, you know, oh, what do we do now? Do we do we pull him? Do we put him back in? You know, because, you know, could shake a kid's confidence. Mm-hmm. If, you know, there's momentum, you don't want to mess up a quarterback's momentum or say McCaffrey comes in and, like, tears it up. Well, now you got, is he going to start the next week? You know, I just, sometimes, you know, like, it, it gets a little messy if you start trying to play two or three quarterbacks.
0: Right. Well, that's up. That's why Harbaugh's making the big bucks, and he gets to make that decision.
3: Yeah, I don't, that's on him. What about Michigan, Michigan State, though? It. So, I mean, they're they're preseason number eighteen. Obviously, not a very good year last year, but I mean, their defense is going to be filthy. We've talked about it. Like, do, do you think a, a bounce back year for D'Antonio, or what are you guys thinking there?
0: Well, I think I, I think so, but I also think it all hinges on the quarterback. I really think so.
2: I was looking at their schedule and. It's it, well. First off, they're they're at home for three straight games. They play Tulsa. Uh, I'm blanking on the second game, and then the third game is
0: they, uh, Utah State again, don't they?
2: Yep. You no Arizona State. Arizona mean. State. Yeah, so th- third third game is Arizona State. That fourth game, their first away game, is at Northwestern. I am calling that now. That is a trap game. That Michigan State is going to lose.
0: That's a that's and, a tough matchup.
2: And it's just as long as Brian the workie is that. And I like you said, Ted. It's the quarterback the quarterback situation is this it, it's not good that Brian Lewerke is the quarterback you know the situation there's no nothing to figure out he's not any good and they're not gonna be any
0: good well, Yeah, I don't know I don't know about that Jared I mean two years ago I thought he was a pretty good quarterback last year he definitely took a step back whether it was injuries whether it was cockiness I don't know what it was but <laughs> he had
2: well have you seen his haircut
0: <laughs> no I haven't seen that lately <laughs>
2: you kind of style your hair kind of like Lewerke, a little bit, not nearly. I, I was like, going to say, I, I like his hair. More. Yeah. <laughs> it matches it nearly. It's like not even in the same stratosphere as Lewerke's. But Lewerke's is absurd.
0: Okay. That could be a bad sign then.
3: But, yeah, I least, it's how, not It's not like on Trevor Lawrence's level, though.
2: <laughs> I don't understand. How does Michigan State earn that 18, though? And I know polls don't really matter, but. There, it's basically just because of D'Antonio. Dan hey, absolutely. There's no, this, the rest of this team, like, I don't even know any
0: of these guys. Well, you know Joe Bocci.
2: I was going to say, yes. I think it's Antonio and that
3: defense. I, right. And that, their defense is going to be really good, as long as there's no injuries, of course.
0: But. And by the way, through the fall season, we are pretty heavily... Wolverines, but we're going to be bringing in a, a Michigan State expert that's going to be joining us on a regular basis. So we'll have some love out there for the green and white. You know, I can kind of lean that way in basketball. Football's a lot tougher for me, boys.
3: Yeah, I was. I saw some people talking about it on Twitter a little bit, and I, I was going to bring it up on the pod. And you know, we're talking about Michigan State right now. And when you look at the schedule, sometimes you know, if if you're a fan of a team and you're thinking about buying some tickets to some games, you know, especially if you're thinking about buying season tickets. Man, looking at Michigan State's, Jared, you kind of brought some up, the home games.
0: Terrible Looking schedule.
3: at their home schedule, I mean, if you're like a diehard Sparty fan looking to drop some money on some season tickets, or even, you know, go to one game or two, you got, they they open, like you said, three straight at home, Tulsa, Western Michigan, Arizona State. They're away, then they play Indiana at home, a couple away games, they get Penn State at home, that's that's the one right there. It's I mean, the only game, right? Go to. And then they finish with Illinois and Maryland at home. Ouch. Other than other than that Penn State game, that is a trash <laughs> home schedule for fans. You know, if you want to go watch a good I – mean, I don't know. Maybe that Arizona State game is going to be solid. Herm Edwards, maybe he's going to have them playing well. But that's, a, that's tough to drop some money on some it, of those games. Is
2: it, though? Because I look at it and I say, man, these are so, going to be some good games for them to watch. They're not going to be the typical losses that they lose every year, Ohio State, Michigan – and all the other like really good teams, these fans might actually have some games they can enjoy.
0: Well, that, Indiana for homecoming, it's gonna be a
2: shootout. That's going i don't—I don't know who's that could go either way.
0: I'm looking at it as a bargain for uh, fans that want to pick up tickets at a decent price. If you want to go watch a Big been Ten a season game, season ticket buyer? No. <laughs> no? Wow. Nope. No. Not much of a high roller, I guess. But um, no, I've, i i have never really understood the
2: whole season ticket thing, really at all. I don't know. Like, you go to a Michigan game and you see the little padded seat, like, on the bleachers. Like, I guess that that's kind of cool to get one of those. But why wouldn't you already just kind of pick and choose what games you want to get tickets for?
3: I think with the, the season tickets, at least how Michigan does it, I would assume a lot of other schools do, too. And I know with, like, pro sports, they do it. Like, as long as you keep your tickets, you know, you can move up closer. You can you kind of get, like, priority seating, you know, as long right. as you keep your season tickets. So, you know, you might start kind of higher up, but you can move down throughout the years. You know, they have other events for season ticket holders or, like, bowl games or playoffs. If you're a season ticket holder, you get, like, first dibs on playoff tickets or, you know, bowl games, you know, whatever sport it is. So, I mean, yeah, you you could just pick and choose the games you want and go to Subhub or whatever, but, what? you know, there, there's some perks to having season tickets,
0: too. It depends on the schedule, too. Like, if you're a Wolverine fan this year and you bought season tickets for whatever the price is— Let's say they have just a fantastic season and it comes down to the Ohio State Michigan game, you know, for that side of the bracket. You could sell your one game ticket to cover your season ticket cost.
3: Yeah. Yeah, easily.
0: That's what a lot of people do, too.
3: Yeah. I I just, I I have Michigan State's schedule up right now and, you know, they have the ticket prices listed on the schedule. And obviously it's going to change. But right now, that last game of the season. Uh, Maryland at Michigan State. Tickets are as low as $7. Oh, man. And the Illinois one a couple weeks earlier, tickets are as low as $10. Wow. Spe- speaking of bargains, yeah, you, you might be able to go to a couple of cheap games at Spartan Stadium.
0: No doubt about it. So college football, Wolverines in the top 10. We'll see what they can do. You know, they, they've got a friendly schedule at home. Jared, you're, you're kind of a pessimist, though. What do you think the Wolverines are... What do you truly think they're going to end up doing?
2: This year, I... How I really see this season going, we we stumble at one of these games right out the gate. I don't know if that's like army. The army game kind of has me nervous. That is
0: a that's I a tough one.
2: It, I don't know if we're gonna lose that one, but you just never know with these teams like Nebraska, Northwestern, like how kind of these like Wisconsin. I don't know.
0: Well, they go to Wisconsin in week four, don't they?
2: Yep. And that's a big time revenge game for Wisconsin because I mean, talk about just embarrassing somebody right. on national TV. That's what Michigan did to North, North, Wisconsin last year. And if I was Wisconsin, I wouldn't be surprised if they have that Michigan game like playing on all their TVs around like their facility, just trying to get some uh, get them motivated to play Michigan or just like motivated for the season or whatever. But this season, I really feel like it's all going to fall into place where Michigan finally makes that run to the college football playoff. But you just know, like, in the back of my head, I'm like, you're an idiot. Like, there's going to be their one time where they always let you down. And that's what Michigan does. That's what they've done for me since Jim Harbaugh's been there, since Rich Rod was there, since Brady Hoke was there. Even when Lloyd Carr was there, the first football game I really remember, Michigan versus Ohio
0: State 2006, they lost that one. They've
2: yeah. always let me down
0: my whole life. Now, a there's one... never
2: been that payoff. So I can't really say, oh, they're going to finally do it this year without, like, being
0: 100% confident. Now, a one-loss Michigan team with a Big Ten championship, I'd say the odds are pretty good to go to the national championship playoff, wouldn't you agree?
3: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, agree. If, yeah, if they win the Big Ten, you know, and their one loss is to say Army or Notre Dame. Right. It, it's kind of, I mean, Ohio State's made it that way, too. So it, you're not going to not take a one loss Big Ten champion.
0: Right. Well,
3: it, it is kind of weird. They play Notre Dame in the middle of the season this year. So, I, you know, usually that game is one of the first couple games of the year, whether it's a win or loss, you know, it kind of, by the end of the season, you almost forget about it. But I don't know. That could, but it's a non-conference game. So if they're undefeated going into that and lose, they can they could still go on and win the Big Ten. So
0: and they play Michigan State that's, later this year too, don't they? Yeah, that's that's in Nove- mid November.
3: Uh, yep, yep, mid November. So their their last few weeks are going to be tough. Notre Dame and then Michigan State, Ohio State, obviously, and before that is Penn State. So right, they've got a tough schedule, man. If, oh, if God, they run the yep, table through dark, that schedule, yeah. that's impressive. That is. I, I'm I'm with Jared. I mean. What since '97, since they won the national championship, it has always been that way. They've always, you know, been one game away from, right? From, you know, being in the national championship, whether it was the BCS or now the playoff. Like it just seems like even a couple times with Harbaugh, they just can't win that one game. And usually it's been Ohio State. But yeah, I mean, when people ask like, "What do you think they're going to do?" I'm like, "I don't know. I, I really don't."
0: Well, let's talk a little pro football here, just a second, but I want to mention this, that we all love bargain hunting at an auction, right? Well, go online at SheridanAuctionService.com for info on upcoming auctions. They have a big one ending August 27th at the Auction House. It's packed with all kinds of great items. Stay up to date by checking their website at SheridanAuctionService.com. Sign up for email notifications or call Troy Crow at 989-720-SELL for other details. And we all definitely need a pub to chill out at and relax. Ours is Rivals. Rivals Taphouse and Grill, the official sports bar of Three Point Podcast. Big event coming up September 7th, 8 o'clock. We talked about it last week. Come on out. Celebrate the 80s and Freddie Mercury's birthday. The 80s and Queen, they're going to be featured with karaoke trivia and 89 Cent well drinks also every Thursday night is Bike Night at Rivals with specials all evening long and don't forget their first of the month party September first will be here before you know it awesome food and drink Rivals Tap House and Grill in Corona. all right guys uh, any early thoughts two preseason games in on the Lions we haven't seen Matt Stafford at all yet we've seen starters kind of a little bit but uh, anything to be concerned about we looking at same old Lions what are you thinking
3: I mean honestly to me it's it's the preseason, so I haven't really put much into it. And then Stafford hasn't played. As long as it's not a health thing with him, you know, if he's not playing because his back is still messed up or anything like that, uh, tell me when the season starts, and that's when I'll start getting concerned or forming an opinion about the Lions. I kind of disagree.
2: I, I'm never not in a state of concern with the Lions, Matt. So whether it's preseason, whether it's off season, whether we're in the playoffs – it, it's just it, something about this season. Like I feel like I had excitement last year with it being Patricia's first year. I don't know about you guys, but it just—I'm already like kind of meh. The Lions. Like I don't—I I feel like that's the first time in a while I felt that way about this
0: team. Yeah, and maybe there's maybe it's just they're, they'll sneak up on us. You know, I'm hearing Chris Spielman. I don't know if he's preaching the company line but he's saying you know that their roster the talent level they have is as good or better than he's seen in his years covering them now i don't know if that's all bs or not it could be but i mean they do have some talent talented uh you know receivers they got a good running back tandem now defense looks better but they're in an awful tough uh conference and it's it's going to be It's going to be interesting to see how they get out of the gates early on. I think that's really going to be key. There is one thing I wanted to bring up to you guys, and this it's not the first time anybody's brought this up because every time a team is looking to sign a quarterback, they're talking about Kaepernick, right? Now, let let me throw this on the table. Don't you think Colin Kaepernick, when you look at the whole grand scheme of things, you got Matt Stafford solidly as your starter. But if he goes down, they're in big trouble. They're in, they're in big, big trouble right now. If you sign a guy like Kaepernick, he could at least keep them respectable, maybe help win a game or two. And this is the other angle I'm looking at. I mean, I, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but you look at a, a city like Detroit. It's, it's a pretty big African-American population. Why, w- why wouldn't they take a chance, a franchise as feeble as the Detroit Lions under the Ford leadership, why not bring a guy like him in? Yeah, it's going to bring some controversy, and it's also going to put the Lions in the news. And also, as a backup quarterback, maybe he could get the job done if he needed, and he's hungry. Thoughts?
3: I'm really surprised. I mean, it's clear he's been blackballed out of the Absolutely. league. Absolutely. It's been three years now that he hasn't been in the league. So, I mean, it, and it, when you see some of these guys that are the backup quarterbacks in the league, I know Kaepernick's last couple of years that he was a starter in San Francisco, he wasn't as good as he was there for the couple of years that he really made his stamp on the NFL. But, yeah, you've got to think he can at least be a backup in the NFL. And like you said, I mean, at least win some games. The one thing that I'm, I'm starting to come to with Kaepernick is, like, it, like I said, it's been three years since he's played, and it's, it's getting to the point where, like, has it been, like, too long since right. he's actually been out there. Like, there the first couple of years that he was out, I was like, yeah, as long as he's keeping himself in shape, which I'm sure he is, he could probably step right back in and, and be a backup and then maybe eventually a starter. But now, you know, it is getting to the point where I think he's 31 years old, so it's like, you know, has it been too long? If he did try and come back, would he be too rusty? Would it even work out?
0: I would take a chance. I mean, you're going to take Josh Johnson over him?
3: Right. That's what I mean. You look at some of the, these backups that are getting – they're at least getting a shot in the NFL, and it's like, come on. <laughs>
2: I am all for Colin Kaepernick getting another shot in the NFL, but if there's a uh, franchise and a team that does not have the infrastructure to like take all the media news and the controversy, it's the Detroit Lions. <laughs> I could see that becoming a dumpster fire in, very soon, where we become like the Cleveland Browns, like just a laughing stock of the league. I could see that spiraling out of control very fast.
0: Are they? Are they not? Almost already there? I'm <laughs>
2: I've said this before. I would rather be the Cleveland Browns, not even like just because they became good like the last couple of years or they should be good this year, but just because they're known as like the worst team in the NFL. You know, whereas if they finally win the Super Bowl, it'll it'll be like the greatest story in sports. But if the Lions win it, it's like, ah, eh, I mean they're pretty damn bad, but they're not as bad as the Browns. So
0: well, like I told you, Jared, and and mark it down. As long as I can still move around, okay. If it ever happens and they ever go to the Super Bowl, I am going to that city. I may not go to the game because the price of a game ticket is a little out of my budget, but I am going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go to that city and I am going to soak up the flavor. You you with me?
2: Yeah oh, yeah. oh yeah. Let me. Is there any city where you could see it? Not you're you're
0: out. Nah, not really. I mean, it, California. I'll go to California. I'll go to Florida. Uh, you know, Texas. No, I don't think so.
2: Okay. What if it's in, like, Minnesota? Like, again, like it was a few years
0: no. ago. Like oh, I would love it. That'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. Because you're, right. you're going to be soaking up the flavor, and, you know, you'll wear your lion colors. And in Minnesota, they got walkways that go from building to building. You know, you're not in the elements. You're walking to the bar inside.
2: <laughs> it, what's hilarious is that this is such a stupid hypothetical. It's never going to happen. Right. <laughs> Which is kind of sad to think. That it is, isn't you're it? You're going... Uh, I am going to die. Matt's going to die. You're going to die without ever seeing a Lions win the
0: Super Bowl. You got the best. Maybe they'll make it once, but they're not going to win it. You got the best chance, Jared. <laughs> I don't see it happening in my lifetime, but I'm hoping. I'm hoping. It is.
3: It is pretty depressing.
0: It really is. You know what's not depressing though is uh, <laughs> next week we're back for our second annual Prep Pigskin podcast, and we got some other great guests lined up to talk about. High school football in the state of Michigan. A lot of experts out there. We're going to find out who the good teams are, who which teams raise their finger and say we're number one. You know, all kinds of good stuff.
3: Yeah, that'll be cool. I always, I've, obviously, I'm not as plugged into Michigan high school football as I used to be. But this podcast last year that we did, it, it was really cool. Kind of, you know, getting to learn some of the teams and some of the storylines. So, looking forward to it.
2: And, it, and it's kind of like how Michigan versus Notre Dame is now week seven. It's kind of like that, or week eight, I believe. It's kind of like that with Corona versus Wasso, which yeah. is now a week seven game, which is just kind of bizarre to think that they're not going to be playing week one.
0: I know it. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. And I know even even teams are kind of looking ahead on the schedule already that far down the road, aren't they?
2: A so lot exactly. of trash talk already going on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's
3: kind of, uh, or it is. Kind of like Notre Dame, Michigan. You know, it's like a non-conference game, stuck right in the
0: middle. No, no, this year they're they're in the same league now.
3: Oh, they are. Okay, Metro. I thought I saw something about that.
0: Yes. So it'll have it'll have even more meaning. So I mean, it's going to be awesome. Our first ball game on Z ninety two five is East Lansing at St. John's. That's always a good matchup. Andy Schmidt, who uh, led the Red Wings to a state championship game, they lost to Lowell and uh, Keith Nickel. Remember him? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they. He's now the head coach at St. John's after Dave Maragie hung him up after a long time. So we'll get a chance to see Andy Schmidt on the sideline. In fact, he was a starting quarterback for Eastern Michigan. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have fun with the podcast, and I I am really looking forward to it. Before we get to entertainment tonight, just a reminder, are you a business looking for the most bang for your buck in your credit card service? Card Service Michigan offers the best credit card setup and equipment for both new and existing merchants, guaranteed to save you money, no contract, no monthly minimums, or early termination fees. Contact us here at 3 Point Pod for more details, and also for any industrial field service projects, contact the ProMec Engineering Professionals for any industrial field service project you might have. ProMec specializes in turnkey installations, startups, and specialty plastic fabrication. More details online at Pro-Mec.com. All right, guys. We did spend a fair amount of time uh, talking about Mark Farner and his American band and the Duran Veterans of Rock and Roll. So I'll move on from that. But a uh, couple things I did want to talk about. I can't believe I didn't see this the first time out. I think it was a Thirty for Thirty production. Chris Heron, the first day. Have either either one of you guys seen that? Know what it is? I, I know that
2: it's about his. Uh, it's a different version of like kind of like the unguarded Thirty for Thirty that came out and. Uh, a while ago And I actually did listen to a podcast about it I believe that it's just about him going around And speaking about uh, addiction and stuff, isn't it? it?
0: It is And to kind of set the stage for you uh, Your dad and I were big I mean, we we read the book Fall River Dreams Yeah, it's a great book a Tremendous book And it was uh, it was published, I think, in 95 And it was about uh, Chris Herron's uh, senior year uh, He was one of the top 20 recruits in all the land You know, UNLV All the big schools were after him but uh, they followed him, and th- this author had unprecedented access. You know, he followed him and his buddies to all these parties, you know, and all the hard drinking and drug-taking and everything that went on. And, and Chris Heron completely turned his life around. I mean, I watched this one-hour special the first day. I was spellbound. And, and all the audience members, you know, he goes and talks at high school gyms. You know, the whole student body comes in, and he, and he tells the story about, you know, his addictions – you know, about anti-bullying, and all I can say is it's one of the greatest motivational things I think I've ever seen. It was one hour where I was just glued to the television, and his delivery was perfect, the message was perfect, and if you get a chance, check it out, Chris Heron the first day.
2: If you, he is, like, and that's one thing that you take away from that first 30 for 30 is just how good of a speech, like, Giver, he, I, is there a better way to say that? But he's how good of a speech giver he really is. Yeah, he draws you in, and I can see how he would draw in people who aren't even basketball fans, just the way he talks. And like a lot of those times, like I think every one of us is kind of. I remember like in middle school we had somebody come talk to us, yep. kind of with the same message, right? But it just it it doesn't like have the same lasting power as if it came from somebody like him who like had it all and like really lost it. And the thing that I want, and this kind of like my own little tidbit about it, I remember I watched that 3 or thirty back and. You know, I probably like five or six years after he came out, I think I was like a junior or senior in high school. And I sent an email to like, kind of like how we do with a lot of our guests in 3Point Pod, sent it to his, you know, assistant or whatever. And I basically said like, what's it take to get him to speak at Corona High School or whatever. And uh, I got a response, and I remember it was something like he only speaks in two Boston schools, which that is not the case anymore. No. Basically, the point of me saying that is that my heart was in the right place, that I was going to try to get him to come speak, but didn't really follow through, didn't put any any of the hard work that it takes to get
0: him there. Well, let me ask you this. So So you're saying I just watched this for the first time, and this has been out like five years?
2: No, he has a 30 for 30 called Unguarded.
0: Oh, okay, okay. I'm with yeah, you.
3: that's, is, that's yeah, yeah, I was a little confused because I, I knew that thirty for thirty was out a few years ago. Or yeah, I guess more than a few years. But what? So, Ted, you're saying there's another? Was it like an E60, or was it? Was this on ESPN? Another?
0: It was a ESPN. It might have been an E60. It's called. It's called Chris Heron the first day. And if you Google it or look it up, it'll tell you what you need to know. But it's it's basically a whole hour. His entire speech, and and they edited it to where he's at different gymnasiums, you know, to make it. Pretty much flawless, but the delivery was was dead on. And like you said, Jared, he sucks you in with his delivery and the message. And I mean, there was, there were kids bawling, and you know, it was just it was just gripping. I mean, it was it was real life drama, and I can't give that a higher rating. That's a that's a solid three stars, man. It, it was tremendous.
3: Well, yeah, I'll have to go watch that because I know all, all the thirty for thirties are on the the ESPN app now, so I'll have to go back and watch that. I do remember seeing seen it before and I, I just didn't watch it so get, hearing your guys's reviews i guess I, I am interested i did see that the first day is like the follow-up to the unguarded 30 for 30 so okay
0: almost,
3: you know like a, almost like a sequel i guess if you want to say that so
0: yeah it's only an hour but, but i mean it's a it's a fast hour and you you won't you can't turn it off it's just it it really is that good so take my word for it you know watch it and then we'll we'll briefly recap it again once and get your thoughts
3: the book is just as good, you guys said?
0: Oh, the book was really good, yeah. If you yeah, want to really look for a book. good summer read or end of summer read, Fall River Dreams. It's excellent.
3: And that book, is that book, or I guess I should say, is the 30 for 30 based off that
2: book? Is that kind of uh, how the, that works? Or, you yeah, know it's, what I mean? It's, is the book based about on, his life?
0: Yes. Yeah, okay. it's based
2: cool. on the book and then yeah. kind of just like how it sounds like in, uh, uh, what was the name of the new, new one that won the first day? The first day, yeah. Yep, and it's kind of like in the 30 for 30, it, it's kind of... He's kind of like the narrator. It's him giving a speech to a school, and it's like kind of he narrates it, sort of. If yeah. that makes sense, yeah. Like it goes, sure. it sh- kind of
0: follows his speech, you know. And and the, the book Fall River Dreams, he, he was like a typical high school kid, right? He was he was the jock. He was being recruited by everybody. He had the world in the palm of his hand, but he got carried away with the drinking and the drugs. And even though he still got recruited, he he didn't stop doing the stuff, and so it just kind of ruined his career. It ruined it, you know what he had going on, and and basically now I think he probably makes his living doing these motivational speeches. It's kind of like a – it reminds me a little bit of Ryan Leaf, how he turned his life completely around, you know. And this Chris Heron, really – I mean, his message is just for everybody out there. Any high school kid should definitely check it out without a doubt. On a more pleasant note, you know, I also like to get into other TV stuff, and I've just been watching on HBO – uh, this series called Barry. Have you guys heard anything about that?
3: I've heard a lot about it. A ton of co-workers and friends watched it and rave, rave about it, kept telling me to watch it. I haven't gotten into it, though. So
0: I'm about four episodes in. Um, it's a Bill Hader production. Bill Hader is a star. Also, Henry Winkler won an Emmy Award for his performance. And basically, in a nutshell, Bill Hader plays a veteran who came back home from the war, You know, was damaged mentally, and became a hitman. And now he has moved to Los Angeles. He went out there to make a hit and joined an acting class because one of the guys he was going to hit was in that acting class, and it kind of ties. He's trying to turn his life around, but there's still the element of he's a hitman. But it's got a lot of comedy. It's It's very good. I'm enjoying it.
2: Yeah, I mean, anything that Bill Hader does is, is pretty dang good, and that just reminds me of, because It Chapter 2, I believe, is coming out in October, and I know that he's like kind of the main character, and that's like the main driving force of why I want to see that movie so bad is because I love him so much.
0: Yeah, he's he's, he's a talent. You know,
2: I'm surprised how long it took you to get into that, with it being on HBO and everything. I kind of <laughs> figured you had seen, seen that already.
0: I'll tell you what, Jared, I do watch a ton of TV, but there is a ton of TV out there that I haven't seen. I mean, there's so much, and, you know... As you know, that's where a lot of my uh, entertainment money goes to.
3: I was going to say, if, even if I, I know how much TV you do watch, and eh, movies, but there is so much now between Netflix, HBO, Hulu, Amazon, you know, all that. It, it'd be damn near impossible to watch everything.
0: It is, for sure. And, and you know, I'll keep you up to date on, on the ones I do watch, but, again, my high rating on, on tonight's show, Chris Herron, the first day. you got to see it if you haven't seen it.
3: I was going to throw out. We were talking about thirty for thirties. Did you guys see the, the trailer, the preview, whatever for the the Dennis Rodman oh, thirty come out?
0: Yes, I can't wait.
3: That's going to be a good one. It's, it's funny to see one of my buddies. I I, working with him. He he worked at ESPN for a few years before I started, but I worked with him just doing like highlights on SportsCenter. He's he's directing that thirty for thirty, so it's just kind of cool to see.
0: When does that come out? Does that come out in September?
3: September, yeah. So that's going to be a good one. You know, we, we obviously know Rodman from his Pistons days. Well, maybe not Jared, but, you know, so it would be cool to see some of the behind-the-scenes stuff and all that.
0: Yeah, he really he really went off the deep end after he left the Pistons, didn't he?
3: Yeah. And I remember hearing before, so I'll be curious to see it, or, You know, and I'm sure they address it. I remember hearing that him and Chuck Daly, like Chuck Daly was a very big, like, father figure to him. Yeah. So when Daly left the Pistons, apparently that really, like, messed with Rodman a lot. So I'll be curious to see
2: See if they address that, yeah, I, I'll be curious to see if they address, and maybe you guys know this that he's actually uh broken his penis
0: twice. I have heard that, <laughs> so when
2: Matt, like Matt's mind, you can see like the father, like in Matt, like where his mind goes. Like, <laughs> I hope they address this. In my mind, you can see where mine goes.
0: <laughs> uh, they might just address both, but I got a feeling they might not have the broken penis. I uh, just a hunch,
3: a couple probably of times, not. not. Just one. <laughs> Twice. Maybe that maybe that'll be the follow up on like HBO or something.
0: I'll tell you what though, he did score some fine women. I mean, Carmen Electra, Madonna in the day. I mean, he did all right for himself.
2: I'd say so. I don't but seriously though, like he's a really interesting guy. But there's not better story. Like, I think it's it's worth telling. Like, I'm not complaining about this being a thirty for thirty. Right. But it's just like I, he's just such a weirdo to me. Like my whole life, he's been so weird, just dressed up as a like, dressed up in a wedding dress. Uh, yep. Going to like. North Korea like
0: he's just a weird guy I'll tell you what it will be it will be a very interesting 30 for 30 because you know there really aren't any bad ones so they're gonna de- dig exactly. deep. it's gonna it's gonna be awesome before we wrap the show guys uh Little League World Series in full fold right now and in fact uh, the Cubs played the Pirates last night was that the first game there in Williamsport with the big oh, leaguers
3: they've done that for a few years now. have they
0: now yeah. okay yeah, yeah, cause yeah thats, that's sta- awesome that stadium wasn't there when I was there so it, it I guess it's probably been ten years since I've been there, though. So that's a that's definitely a bucket list thing. We've talked about it before, but if you ever get a chance, go check out the Little League World Series. Where something
2: that uh, something that I saw on Twitter and it was kind of bothering me. Okay. It actually bothered a lot of people, but one person's response I did not know was Matt's. So what happened on during Little League? With for those who don't know, uh, this pitcher throws a just a meatball right down the pipe and this guy this batter for i don't know what team it was sends it to the outfield it's a home run it's out of the park and as the guy's rounding the bases the pitcher runs over to him on the as he's running toward home and like gives him a high five and i'm like of the belief like what the hell are you doing like i'm all about this whole sportsmanship angle of the little league world series but there's no way in that kid's mind that he's thinking, wow, that was an awesome, that he just hit a home run off me. I'm going to give him a high five because it was so cool. No. And maybe some people are saying, well, it's a little bit overboard for you to be mocking a little 10, 11-year-old kid. But they're on the national stage now. This is what the Little League, you get the excitement of being on the Little League, you get to play on ESPN, you're going to get criticized. This kid did that all for show. There's no way in his heart of hearts that he wanted to walk over there and give that kid a high five. He wanted to do it so that people like Ted probably – and people like Matt, who I know loved it, can sit there and tweet how it's such great sportsmanship. It's uh, a
0: joke. Well, he didn't mean it. I think what I'm gonna, gonna do, I, I, I'm gonna set this one out. I'm gonna let you two discuss this one.
3: So first of all, I never uh, said that I was like totally on board with exactly what the kid did. I definitely said that it that's just what the Little League World Series is about. Like it's one of the cooler things to see when you watch sports set of guys talking trash getting in these like fake fights or whatever it's cool to watch kids play and, you know they have fun they give each other high fives the biggest problem i had with what people were saying their response to it so maybe jared's response but a ton of other people were responding they were saying like basically basically saying like what the hell is this kid doing if that was me the next ball would have been in the, the next batter's ear hole i would have drilled the next batter i would have done this and that was my big issue i was like First of all, like, what are you talking about? We're talking about Little League World Series. Like, why are you getting so mad about this? Second of all, are you seriously saying that you would have, like, been like, when you were 12 years old, your mindset was if a guy hit a home run off you, you're going to drill the next batter just because someone hit a home run off you? Like, the the empty threats that people make to me just make me roll my eyes. Like, no, you weren't going to do that. If, if you're saying that, like, that kid was an attention seeker for going over and given a high five, all of these people are attention seekers, too, by saying, I would have drilled the next guy in the ear hole. No, you wouldn't have. Because I, I was a pitcher. I played every position in Little League. I served up home runs. I hit home runs in Little League. And I never saw anyone drill the next kid for hitting a home run. So that was my big issue. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? You're, you're stupid.
2: Okay, maybe you don't want – maybe, I, I agree, you shouldn't beam the next batter. But if you're this pitcher, if you are the pitcher, are you going to run over there and give him a high five?
3: No, per- personally, I wouldn't have. Because I, I mean, I'm not going to say I was a bad sport when I was a kid, but I, uh, I had some tantrums sometimes. Like if I did something, you know, I'd, I took my Little League baseball and stuff like that very seriously. So You
0: would have thrown your glove down, right?
3: Yes, I would Son have bit, my glove thrown it down something. <laughs> no way would I personally have run over and given the kid a high five. But seeing him do it, I had no problem with him doing it.
2: Do you think he came from a genuine place where he was honestly like, there's two different, there's, there's a problem with this. I have a problem with this either way. Either he was not mentally locked in to compete and he was just like out there for the fun of it. And he just said, Oh, whatever. He had home run up me. I'm gonna go get my high five. That was an awesome. Hit or two. He just did that to
0: look for the cameras to look like Hey, I'm a good sport. All right. I got to throw this in there guys. All right. I think what happened, this is my own personal opinion They, at the Little League level, Little League World Series level, they preach sportsmanship from the very beginning to the very end. And, you know, the message probably resonated with this kid, and he probably truly is, when you think about it, probably a great kid. So he thought, okay, the guy hit a home run off me. We're in Williamsport, PA, you know. Yeah, there might be a little bit that he knows the cameras on him, but I, my, my gut feel is no. I think he truly said, "Hey, man, you beat me," and and just acknowledged it. That's my viewpoint.
2: Why not do the classic hat tip?
0: You he could have, he could have.
2: Well, if the cameras wouldn't have caught that, would they have?
0: I get your point. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know if that's where it came from.
3: Yeah, and I, I think these kids definitely are very, very well aware of the fact that they are on ESPN, like you're saying, Jared, and they know, you know, everything they do is going to be on Twitter and. Facebook and stuff like that. So I, yeah, there there may be a side that he knew that if he did something like that, he'd be on the Sports Center top ten and you know all that kind of stuff. But I, I don't. I I tend to think it was just genuine sportsmanship. But just seeing all the people respond and say, "I would have drilled the next kid." in Yeah, ear hole. that's not
0: right. That's settled right.
3: down, man. No, for, no, you wouldn't have.
0: Right. <laughs> and then second uh, of all, I don't want you coaching my kid.
3: Right. Exactly. I, I was going to ask you guys. I, I figured we were going to bring this up or something. So I know Ted you definitely played Little League. Jared, did you? I forget. Did you play Little League World or Little League Baseball? Yeah, I did. Up until
2: uh 6th grade was my last year.
3: Oh, and you, uh, you and served it, up a home run, right? And then you like walked off?
2: No. Well, what happened was I walked everybody. I did the old merry merry-go-round uh, oh, championship right. <laughs> game. Merry-go-round around the bases where I walked about like 15 straight guys. <laughs> lost our team the championship and then hung up the cleats after that. Hung up the glove.
3: I remember I remember there was a story like that, but so I was going to ask you guys like it, you know, in Corona, we all grew up in Corona, was, like, official, this kind of Little League World Series. Do you guys ever even remember hearing anyone talk about that? Like, when I grew up, the the Little League, um, you know, league, I guess, in Corona was really good. It was a very good Little League, you know, franchise or whatever that we had. Good six to seven teams. We did the thing in Canada. Like, it was a very good league. But I, I don't remember ever hearing talk of, like hey you could go try out for this Little League official Little League baseball team do you? Guys? Yeah, I,
0: no, I, it never was when I played obviously and uh, I think I think it has to be you have to be sanctioned, don't you? You don't you have to pay dues and actually truly join the Little League organization. You know, every every town has their young youth baseball and they call it Little League, but it's not really a part of the organization, is it?
3: No, yeah, yeah, you definitely have to be a part of, like, like I said, like the official Little League. But I just don't even remember anyone even saying, like, hey, there's an official Little League team in, I don't know, let's say Lanesburg or right. something like that, or Flushing. We yep. could go play for them. Like, I don't even remember ever
2: hearing talk of it. Me neither. Well, to you, do. like, was I Little League that brother, big when you were playing? I remember my brother's team. Like, so the Corona had, like, a travel team called, like, the Rangers for a couple years there. I remember that. And... They played one team at some tournament I remember going to. My brother played, and they played some team that was, you know, registered, like you said, Little League. Somehow the word had gotten out, and maybe it was just little kid rumors about why they were so good. But apparently they played a team that was registered with the Little League World Series. And I'm not joking when I said they lost, like, 30-0. to zero. It was a mercy <laughs> limit in, like, the second inning. This team was also, for the record, horrible. They didn't win a single game. But
0: The Rangers.
2: Himself, the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Disbanded oh, after two
0: years. Oh, Josh, he was a pretty good pitcher, though. I remember that, but I don't think he gave up all thirty; only twenty.
2: Uh, he did not pitch that year. Oh, okay. Uh, apparently, some arm injury, quote unquote, arm injury. <laughs> <laughs> or was it the fact that they were losing every game? I'm not sure. Uh, and that's that's got to be a hard pill to swallow
3: for the parents paying for a travel team that they didn't win one game.
0: It's pretty tough. And, no, I'm not joking. When it was there, they, they probably got mercy
2: limited, like half of the games they played. <laughs> oh.
0: That's tough. That's real tough. Well, all I know is when I played Little League baseball, I mean that's that's all I thought about leading up to the game, man. We got a little league game tonight. I can't wait, you know, it was that was my whole life.
3: That's all yeah, that's all were... summer vacation was when during that time. I just couldn't wait. Same thing. Yep. Not wait. I don't know where you guys played, but in Little League there was that fenced in field at Elsa Meyer. Yep. We get into these local discussion sometimes, but yeah. that fenced-in field at Elsa Meyer, that was the coolest field to play on.
0: We played there. It was, it was brand new when I was playing Little League.
3: Yeah. Well, that's the problem with, wow, it's that old. Yes, no. it is. It That's
2: the problem with the Corona League. We don't have fields where you can hit home runs, whereas the Owasso League has fences that you can hit home runs, and that's why I feel like their league is so much better than Corona's nowadays, because... That's all kids want to do. You want to hit a home run. That's why baseball is cool. If you don't have home runs in baseball,
0: it's like the worst sport in the world, Boy, that's which that's a whole, already be. I'll tell you what, we're running out of time, but that's a whole other discussion with what's going on in Major League Baseball. There's a lot of controversy about the fact that all there is are strikeouts and home runs. There's no, none of the other game aspects.
3: Yeah, the small ball is not very uh, prominent in Major League Baseball right now.
0: No, it isn't. But uh, And as, as baseball's TV ratings will go to the ESPN expert, are there TV ratings hanging in there? Are they going down? What's going on there?
3: I mean, the, all I ever hear is that for, you know, the, the big games, Sunday night baseball and then obviously playoffs, they're on par where, where, where they've been the last, whatever, 10 years.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So they're not going up, they're not going down, basically.
0: Well, we know uh, the Tigers are not going to be featured prominently on ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. Oh. Thirty-seven and eighty-four. Ouch! It continues to slide. <laughs> what yeah. an aw- what an awful season. Pretty bad. Yeah,
3: I- I'd be curious. I mean, you said you didn't even. Usually, you go to games and you kind of decided not to. I'd be yeah. curious, like they they've got to be last in attendance, right?
0: Oh yeah, I think so for sure. I haven't looked it up, but I know they're right at the bottom. Maybe you know Miami might be below them, possibly but uh yeah it's been a tough year down in motown and they've been trying to drum it up with all kinds of corny promotions but you know and then the, the even if you watch it on tv i turn it on once in a while boy do they have a tough job trying to make trying to make shit sound good you know what i mean i mean <laughs> they're doing the whole company line and i and you just you, you know that they're going i can't believe i have to say this you know
3: Yep, the old, the old term making chicken salad out of chicken shit
0: That's right right riding the company line man <laughs> You know how it is All right guys I uh, I think we've covered most everything unless there's anything you need to get off the table here
3: well, I I want to hear the updates on Jared's uh getting back to school his his diet plan We're going to have to keep an update on Hi. that You want an update on my diet
0: plan Yeah
3: Yeah well you said you're going to get back into it now I feel like I feel like we've been hearing you're going to get back into it for what 3 months now
2: Well the thing with that Matt if you live at my house there is, it's a treasure trove of food and just temptations. And Ted, I'm sure you see my mom's cooking. It's like, how am I even supposed to eat healthy when I'm?
0: Oh in no! I, in fact, I got to give some kudos to her. I I don't know how you know because let's let's put it right on the table. Your mom lost some quite a bit of weight and she's been very dedicated to whatever her plan is. But you're right, mm-hmm. the food over there is phenomenal.
2: So and it's like it's kind of like yeah, like you said, it, she'll like make food only for me. So it's <laughs> like and it's like i i want to turn it down but i can't not because like i want to be but it's like i just don't have the willpower power to turn that down like if i come home and there's you know my dad comes home with a pizza from work or just the other day he brought home 12 a box of 12 donuts i don't know where it was from but just sitting on the counter and i was under the complete like i'm gonna start the diet now
0: calling your name I
2: i got done mowing two lawns i come in there's there's donuts there i had three of them right there i ate them three (laughs) did you
0: put them in the microwave that's what you like to do right
2: we haven't had a microwave i know that is what i like to do but we haven't had a microwave for the last like since i've been home for some reason our family just decided we don't need a microwave
0: oh wow
2: it's it's kind of a dumb place to take a stand that's like a technology family but that's kind of what they've done um
0: (laughs) no nukes allowed
2: but my new, like I said at the beginning of the show, like I spent $130 at the grocery store getting a bunch of healthier foods. Um, so I, I feel like this is the fourth time I've restarted the summer, Matt, but I've never felt more confident in my ability to
3: No, it, you'll
1: be and able to do it. it
2: now. Is
3: that, that, that's a whole other topic that could be probably a whole podcast. How messed up it is that trying to eat healthy is way more expensive than just eating all the garbage, frozen food and fast food all the
0: time. Well, today's, you know, August 19th. You know, Jared, whatever your weight is, you can keep us updated uh, as we go along here recording pods, and we'll see how it's going. I think it's going to be very successful, too, mainly due to the fact that you're buying healthy food and you're spending your own money. Yeah.
2: That was partly dude my mom was like kind of always wanted to go to the store like this this last couple like last week and I just been kind of too lazy. So I kind of have my, it's my own damn fault that I didn't at least get this first load this first batch of groceries.
0: By mom. Uh,
2: <laughs> by mom. But <laughs> whatever. Uh, it, yeah, hundred bucks flush pretty much.
0: All right. Well, keep us updated and you know, again, just a reminder to everybody. We're going to have our big high school State of Michigan Prep Pigskin uh, podcast next week. We're going to be talking to all kinds of media experts from throughout the state, covering their territory, telling us the teams to watch out for, top players in their area, maybe some top storylines. And we're going to have a lot of fun, whether we're going to try and pack it into about an hour and make it fast-moving, but uh, we're looking forward to putting that together. For this pod, though, let's just call it good. Everybody out there, subscribe. Rate us on all the big podcasting sites, including Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and others. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at 3 Point Pod. Make sure you support our 3Point Podcast partners, Advanced Elevator, Sheridan Realty and Auction Company, Rivals Taphouse and Grill, The Chrona Connection, Card Service Michiana, and Promec Engineering. Also, be sure to check out our friends at Sports Radio Detroit for their great variety of programming, including 3Point Podcasts. Just a reminder, this has been a Three Point Podcast production with special thanks to Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5 The Castle. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Three Point Podcast.